Hi, this is Charlie O'Shields, back with another episode of Sketching Stuff. Here where I live, we're heading into summer, which in the middle of the United States involves occasional thunderstorms and scorching hot sunny weather. At least that's how I would describe it as an adult. As a kid, it meant a summer break from school and thousands of possibilities for things I could try next. So even though I'm not a fan of a day so hot one could fry an egg on the sidewalk, I adore approaching summer like a kid again. The days are also a bit longer, which makes it feel like there's more time to do things. And the best part about this time of year, no matter what season it might be where you live, it's that next month it's time once again to celebrate World Watercolor Month in July. I hope you'll save the date and join me for the official month-long celebration of watercolor and the 31 Watercolors in 31 Days Challenge supporting arts education and the Dreaming Zebra Foundation. It's a wonderful time of year that makes me feel endlessly inspired as I enjoy a bit of time each day painting summer. Welcome to Sketching Stuff, a collection of stories sketched from life. Summer Memories of Lemonade while I loved lemonade as a kid, it occurred to me that I haven't had a glass in years, mostly because my childlike metabolism left me years ago and one sugary glass of the stuff would now take me days to work off the calories. But lemonade was definitely a drink of summer in my family. It appeared at every family gathering and I couldn't wait to have a glass. It wasn't freshly squeezed or anything elegant, though placing lemons near the pitcher was often done for decoration. It was simply made from a powdered mix, as the miraculous convenience food inventions were all the rage back then. Just add one thing, because you couldn't be troubled with more than that, and buying something entirely prepackaged just felt lazy. So we would make lemonade each time we came together, and it was delicious. Filled with tons of ice, it managed to take the heat out of the day and provide a refreshing break for the family before going back to risk our lives playing with steel-tipped lawn darts. We also served a lot of iced tea, which I switched to as an adult, but the lemonade was my favorite back then. And when I look back on my childhood, though I remember many actual stories, sometimes only images come to mind. For example, I remember the plastic covering at the picnic table and stacks of red Solo cups with markers next to them so you could write your name on your cup. Just tiny little glimpses of my past, but remembering them feels like getting hugged. A warm and wonderful feeling of happiness that doesn't have a specific event attached, just a memory of smiling while squinting into the sun. Things seem a bit blurry, but there's something bright and wonderful to be found there. Many times I wish I could remember more about what exactly happened after we poured that lemonade. I'm sure an uncle told a joke that had everyone giggling or an aunt, waiting for a break from the heat, ask if anyone was up for a game of Scrabble indoors. We kids ran off to play, which for a kid means doing whatever comes to mind in the moment. I'm always sketching stuff like this because I feel like each little doodle wash is another piece of a grand puzzle. 
Each tiny memory connects with the next and builds my life story, and perhaps even yours. We all have those little bits of memories that are so often a shared glimpse into the past. Our histories can be quite similar to each other on the surface, yet are always filled with their own perfectly unique moments. For me, this has been the joy of writing these posts each and every day. I love hearing about your own childhood moments and those pieces of your own past that come to mind. We were never more ourselves than that moment when we were children. Creating art is an opportunity to return to that and check in on that inner child again. Pure whim and imagination combine to make things come to life on paper. And though I may not remember every little piece of my life, the best bits always managed to shine through when I let them. Like those vaguest of recollections bringing to mind a decidedly perfect moment triggered only by those summer memories of lemonade. Like a dabbling duck. When a prompt of river came up once, I wasn't sure what I would make at first, as I don't usually paint landscapes, and so the first thing that came to mind was a duck. Rivers and lakes are the only large bodies of water that I grew up near living in the Midwest. There are many lakes nearby, and though I find them beautiful to view, swimming in them always sort of freaks me out. Jumping into deep water off a boat can be fun, but if you enter from the shore, you're likely to find yourself knee-deep in mud and other mysteries. The ducks, however, always seem to be enjoying themselves, slowly gliding across the water, stopping only occasionally to tend to something ruffling their feathers. When a row of ducks decided to grab a bite to eat under the water at the same time, they'd all partially disappear and you'd suddenly be greeted with a row of duck butts. It was a joy to watch and comical at the same time. I almost sketched that, but when painting a mallard duck, the head is one of the prettiest parts. One thing I think is rather interesting is the term used to describe these types of ducks, the ones that bob underwater and go bottoms up to eat vegetation, insects, and larvae. They're called dabbling ducks, which is referring to the first definition of dabble, to immerse a part of your body in water. But the more commonly used version seems to refer more often to the second definition, to take part in an activity in a casual way. People often talk how they've dabbled in something when they were young to refer to something they no longer do. One of these things is often drawing or painting or other forms of art. But for me, part of the fun of making something each day has been because I'm still just dabbling. I'm not trying to feverishly learn the absolute correct way to paint with watercolor or the correct way to write each day. I'm just jumping in with childish glee and having a lot of fun. While I do think it's wonderful to study and pursue learning more of your craft as an artist, you'll learn the most about yourself if during the times in between you just keep right on dabbling. When I first started watercolor painting, I jumped in and took a lot of wonderful classes. You can find a link to those classes that I recommend at sketchingstuff.com. It was a blast, and these instructors are amazing, and literally nothing I made looked anything like what they taught me. But that did not stop me from enjoying it immensely. I'll happily take more in the future when I have some extra time, but in the meantime, I revisit these courses and just keep right on dabbling. 
that word sounds like someone who isn't taking things very seriously, and in my case, you'd be right. I'm not a serious person. I love to joke and giggle and try whatever comes to mind in the moment. When things get too serious, it sucks all the fun out of it for me. I don't think making new things should ever feel stressful, like the stress we can put on ourselves to constantly try to improve. Why? It happens whether we like it or not when we create something daily. I say do what you love with the same casual joy that made you start doing it in the first place. Sometimes it's always good to remember that it's perfectly okay to still feel a bit like a dabbling duck. Pineapples in summer. When summer arrives where I live, you'll find huge bins in the local grocery filled with pineapples. You can, of course, find them all year long, but there's just something about seeing pineapples that makes one think of a tropical vacation, so pineapples are quite popular to display during the hottest months. Last year around this time, we bought a pineapple at Costco, and it was so incredibly perfect, sweet, and tender that we were amazed. The thing about pineapples for me is that I adore them only when they're perfectly tender. Get a rough piece that's less sweet, a bit crunchy, and it turns into another fruit entirely for me. One I don't like so much. But I love to look at pineapples. They're large and wild, becoming almost prehistoric in nature. How anyone thought that what was inside was even edible is anyone's guess. And I find it fun that gargantuan fruits become all the rage in the summer as watermelons fight for the same attention and mangoes plump up just to show off a bit. Though I'm allergic to the latter, so I'll leave those to others. Summer is actually my least favorite season. It's just way too warm here during these months. But where I live, I have four full seasons and the change in seasons is such a cool thing. It's like nature's way of telling a story to me each and every year. Though I've certainly longed to live in milder and more predictable climates, it's the seasons that I would miss most were I ever to move. The little kid in me loves thinking back to summer months spent out of school, going back to school with new sweaters for fall, hoping for a white and snowy Christmas, and seeing a burst of colorful flowers and trees return in spring. It's a cycle of life that marks each and every year here, and though I might complain on a particularly sweltering summer day, I secretly enjoy it. I love that nature is marking the passage of time for me, and it always makes me want to explore more and try new things. With so much change happening around me, it feels weird not to change a bit with it. And so, in other ways, summer is my favorite month of all. My reaction to cringing a bit and bracing for the insane heat comes with another happy response. I rally and push myself forward to try something new. And if you've never painted with watercolor, I secretly hope that you'll try it. And I hope everyone out there listening will join me next month in July for World Watercolor Month. And if you live somewhere warm this time of year, consider celebrating it with some very large fruit. No matter how warm it gets here, for me, the real warmth I feel this time of year comes from painting and sketching with friends. So I hope you'll all be joining me as we begin new adventure after new adventure together. Sometimes the simplest of things can mark the start of a new beginning. And that's why I'll always have a bit of a soft spot in my heart 
for pineapples in summer. The popsicle or the stick? When I was a kid, I loved having a popsicle in the summer months. They were a welcome thing indeed as the hot sun blistered down on me, threatening to melt me into molten lava. My mom always had the kind in plastics called freezer pops that were just a neon-colored frozen liquid that you pushed up out of a tube. The really fancy popsicles were acquired only by chasing the dinging bell of an ice cream truck like a pack of wild dogs. This required quick thinking as I first had to run inside to get a couple quarters for mom and then dash back out again into the street. There I would meet back up with my other pack animals, panting and drooling as we screamed our way in the direction we thought the truck was heading. Looking back, had it not been such a crazy and gleeful event, I'm not sure we would have bothered. We might have stayed indoors, simply building things out of popsicle sticks. That was an equally thrilling experience for me. Like when little kids ignore the main gift and would rather just play with the box. I would build amazing things out of popsicle sticks, well, made amazing almost entirely due to my imagination. To those I showed my creations, I'm sure they were just being polite and commenting on what still looked very much like a bunch of sticks. Popsicle sticks have a maddening inability to bend, which makes creating organic shapes a bit of a challenge. Showing a square lump of sticks to an adult and calling it a cute puppy is indeed cute, but for entirely different reasons. Even as a very little kid, I knew when I was being humored and I didn't like it. I quickly switched to chairs, houses, stairs, bridges, and lots of other far more geometric structures. And I would often get so engrossed in making things I could sometimes barely be broken out of my trance by the dinging ice cream truck and start my frantic primal pursuit. This zone that I was in is the same zone I finally found again as an adult, now painting with watercolor each and every day. My friends are amazed at my commitment of doing something, anything really, on a daily basis, particularly since they're well aware of my notoriously short attention span. But for me, it's as simple as choosing to always make a tiny bit of time to go into that wonderful zone. It's refreshing and makes my entire day better, having taken just a few minutes to disconnect and relax a bit while sketching and painting. Sure, there are many other things I could or should be doing, and lots of shiny distractions in my path as I head to my kitchen counter each and every day to sketch. But no matter how sweet the proposed treat may seem to me, I know that making something new is the greatest treat of all. Results may vary, but the results aren't really the point. The point is in the making and taking the time to make. So that's what I do each day now, finding that I've actually managed to still have all of life's other little treats while I also make a bit of time to paint. So I guess it's not really a question after all. It's quite possible to enjoy both the popsicle and the stick. Ice Cream Cone Memories Once for a prompt of simple, I simply let my mind wander a bit until it chose something. 
It shouldn't surprise anyone who's read my blog posts on doodlewash.com for any length of time now that it chose dessert. An ice cream cone, to be exact. As desserts go, this is one of the simplest and brings back great memories from childhood. My favorite flavor of ice cream has actually always been plain old vanilla. Strawberry has always been a close second and lets me play more with color, so I served that up for this sketch. As a kid, we'd often get Neapolitan ice cream, which meant you didn't have to bother choosing at all and could have both of these flavors plus chocolate, which I actually like the least. Don't get me wrong, I adore pure dark chocolate, but in its milkier forms, I'm just not quite as much of a fan. But really, in the end, there's very little ice cream I'd ever turn down if offered a bit in a cone. For me, a cake cone is one of the best ways to eat ice cream, both as a kid and even today. I remember wandering around fairgrounds in the summer, quickly trying to eat it before it collapsed into a molten mass in my hands. That was, after all, part of all the fun. I actually didn't have these very much as a kid, which made them extra special. They were there during special events or that one amazing time when my mom brought a box of cones home from the supermarket. My other favorite ice cream treat actually came from the local drugstore we went to when I was a little kid. In the back, they served up a banana health shake using ingredients that were still a complete mystery to me today. It had a strange and unique flavor that I really loved and I was always thrilled when we went to that particular store. Also, they had a lot of Hallmark merchandise in the front, so it was where I got my very first Snoopy plush. This little Snoopy had a yellow raincoat, if I recall, and I thought it was the best thing ever. To this day, I'm still just so enthralled and intrigued by the simplest things in life. The very possibility that a banana shake could create such strong memories in my childhood is a testament to those littlest of pleasures that life has to offer. Perhaps that's why today I find myself sketching stuff that is perfectly mundane and ordinary. I don't place these things in a scene as it might not be the scene you imagine. I love hearing your comments and stories that come to mind when you view my little paintings and read my posts. Together, we can keep those bits of the past alive as we hurry through dealing with the present. I'm not stuck in the past, but I know that it holds all of the answers to my future. I always want to stay in touch with the me that was forming way back when. That little boy who dreamed bigger than an adult could ever possibly imagine. I hope in everything I do each day, I'm not simply remembering him, but helping him to fulfill his destiny. He thought that anything was possible, and I really want to believe that's true. So here's to you, little Charlie. Thank you once again for bringing back these wonderful ice cream cone memories. Seashells by the Seashore When creating a prompt of shells once, I specifically made it less descriptive in case anyone felt like drawing more eggs, another snail, or even a lovely turtle. I actually considered a turtle, but I love conch shells, so I decided to take the opportunity to make another one. Next, the age-old tongue twister of She Sells Seashells by the Seashore, starting to thump through my head. 
It's an insidious phrase meant to help teach diction to young children, but when said several times fast by someone of any age, it quickly becomes a blur of confusion. When I was a kid, just before entering kindergarten, I was quite vocal, but nothing I said could be understood by anyone who wasn't an immediate family member. I had trouble saying R's and S's mostly, but the combination of any vowels and syllables came out in a big old mess. My mind moved far faster than my mouth, and I didn't have the patience to wait for the two to catch up. Thanks to a lovely speech therapist, I started school with little trace of the problem, and today I can easily say most tongue twisters without an issue. A skill that nobody really needs, but a fun one to have nonetheless. I don't have precise memories of that time in my life. Like most memories at such a tender age, they're only bits of ephemera mixed with retold family lore I've heard over the years. But weirdly, I do remember the little flashcards I was given as part of my study since they had fun little pictures on them. I also remember that the word several was my nemesis, and finally saying it properly was the defining moment of my early education. It was as though only one simple thing stood between me and success. Had I simply calmed down a bit and focused, I probably would have not had a problem at all, but I was bouncing all over the place and not keen on pausing long enough to learn things properly. That behavior has continued with me into adulthood. I tend to lunge at new ideas and try things without taking the time to study them at all. That's why I've adored my watercolor journey as the break I take each day forces me to stay in the moment, to truly study and explore something that often seems so incredibly mundane and simple. That's why you'll still find me today just sketching stuff, bits of life without much context, that I hope will leave room for you to fill in the gaps with your own personal memories and reflections. For me, this little shell brought back memories of a time when I struggled with trying to speak properly. A surprising memory that I myself didn't expect. It's funny how a simple image of an object can evoke thoughts of things we thought we'd all but forgotten. Perhaps that's why I still remember those little flashcards with little images that saved my life back in the day. They transformed me from a kid who could barely speak properly into a bright young boy ready to take on the world. The world is a complex and crazy place, but when you take it one thing at a time, it becomes much more manageable. I've done a lot of things since I was that little bumbling child trying to communicate with the rest of the world, and today I'm still trying, each and every day, sketch by sketch, finding myself suddenly delighted by the silliest and simplest things of all, smiling to myself with pride that I can now properly say seashells by the seashore. Thanks so much for listening to the Sketching Stuff podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and new episodes will be added bi-weekly. Visit me at sketchingstuff.com to share your comments and stories.